This is 50 Reasons to Visit Britain. We're your hosts, Joe Donnan and Caitlin Potts. Coming up on today's show, we take an in-depth look at the Lake District in Northern England. Caitlin's pronunciation problems continue with the word dove, or is it dove? Joe longingly recalls a meal from eight months ago. We get driven all over England with our tour for the reason. And we are joined by Peter Rabbit author Beatrix Potter for an exclusive interview. everyone, and welcome to episode four of our 50 Reasons to Visit Britain from Crystal Travel and Tours in Boston. My name is Caitlin, and I am from Youngstown, Ohio, which is about an hour south of Lake Erie, which is one of the great lakes of America on this side of the pond, I should say. And I'm Joe, and I visited the Lake District last year where I had a phenomenal lunch. That's really what it's all about. If you can find a phenomenal lunch, then, you know, right? Makes the vacation worth it. It totally does. Each episode, we will be focusing on a new and exciting reason to travel to Britain. As I would hope you have already guessed, today's reason number four is the Lake District. Woo! Of Northern England. Yes. Not of Youngstown, Ohio, an no. hour away from not the Cleveland. Great Lakes. Yes. But not quite. Fair enough. Not quite. Caitlin will take any chance possible to talk about Ohio. <laughs> yes. It's the gem, the hidden gem of America, which It's very, very hidden if 50, that's the case. 50 yeah. reasons to visit the U.S. <laughs> it's all of yeah, them. I, I mean, maybe <laughs> if you just did, had each state be a reason, it might make the cost. Might. Well, there are 50 states. I know. So, 50 reasons. Uh, there you go. Right? Right? I know. I'd consider putting in Puerto Rico or the District <laughs> of Columbia <laughs> instead. <laughs> so sad. Well, okay. Well, you know what's cool is for um, the Great Lakes, in case you can't ever remember them, they have an acronym, HOMES. So... I didn't realize this was literally 50 reasons to visit the U.S. and that no. we were going to talk about the Great no, Lakes. No, but like, time. is there anything cool like that for the Lake District or is it all just... No, it's just really pretty. Oh, well, that's cool. Which is something that's Ohio fine. doesn't have, unfortunately. <laughs> well, we should probably move on to Crystal Math and go over some numbers. The Lake District National Park covers 583,747 acres. Very important, that That's last seven. The highest mountain is Scaffold Pike at 3,210 feet. Holy moly. The largest lake is Windermere at 14.8 square kilometers. The deepest lake in England is Wastwater at 243 feet. I'm not a very good swimmer, so I don't think my chances of... You know, I, I don't know. I'd be a little scared to swim in that. I think you could give it a go. Perhaps, perhaps. 41,100 people live within the boundaries of this national park. There are more than 19.17 million visitors a year. I've never heard anybody say 19.17 before. What would you that say? That is a first. I would, would say, that- I would say 19.17. Oh, well. It's allowed. There's a first oh, for everything. Allowed. There's a first, especially on this podcast. You keep me, keep me on my toes I every day. I always do. Always do. Yes. So how about that? That's a lot of visitors. That's a lot of visitors. For this size. I guess the area itself is quite big. Yeah. But when you put the number of visitors up against the um, number of actual people who live there, that is an insane, insane number. Absolutely. 
Epic. Sadly, I'm not one of those visitors yet, but I will be. When? Someday. 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 One day. One day. One fine day. Absolutely. Well, you can't talk about the Lake District, which is also called Lakeland, without talking about the gorgeous lakes that inhabit it. Rydal Water is a popular tourist attraction in the Lake District as visitors can enjoy a two-hour circular walk around the lake that passes Rydal Hall, which is where the great poet William Wordsworth once lived. Grasmere Lake is another lake that was once home to Wordsworth when he lived at Dove Cottage. What a cute name, Dove Cottage. Oh yeah, just pick me up at Dove Cottage. Just, you know, second house on the left. It's just very charming. Visitors have the option to hire a rowing boat or walk around the lake. Windmere is the largest lake in England at 10.5 miles long and is the most southerly lake in the region. The lake hosts an annual Great North Swim at Lowood Marina, that over 10,000 swimmers take part in. And I would not be one of them, sadly, because I would not do well in that. But good for them. I had this conversation a lot this week about not being able to swim. Did you? I've talked about that before. Yeah, yeah. People are like, how can you not swim? How can you not float? Like, <laughs> I just don't. That's, that's true. You, you were, yeah. Would you just sink to the bottom if you tried to, like, lay on your back and, like, do, you know, the... Kind of. Yeah. I'm, I'm not... You're just I, don't, I don't actually sink quite to the bottom, but my legs seem to drag me down. For you're some not reason. aquatically inclined. Unfortunately, <laughs> I would like to be. Maybe one day, Joe. Derwent Water is known as the Queen of the Lakes and is situated in the north of the Lake District. Here you can enjoy stunning views of the surrounding mountains or take a stroll along the shore. No matter where you stay in the lakes, you can take advantage of the awesome transport links and explore the gorgeous lakes at your own pace. So many lakes in the lake district. You know, it, I mean, lake district episode, lakes kind of goes hand in hand, right? Yeah, I uh, took a cruise on Windermere. Did you? very nice. Let's be, it wasn't very nice today. We were there. It was, uh, weather was not good and it was <laughs> late November, I think, or early December, which is not an ideal time to go. Not quite. And we tried to brave us. We were like, yeah, we'll sit up on the top and it'll be beautiful and whatever. And then it just started pissing rain. No. As as we, oh, that's awful. But you could tell, because again, I'm used to traveling off season for stuff like this because it was with work. Sure. And you could tell and you could imagine what it would be like. I was shocked how many people were on the boat that day because it was... Really? We weren't even sure it was going to go. But there was dozens of people on the boat and it's, you know... Now, would you think, you know, judging by the... Did, did they seem like they were tourists or did they seem yeah, like they were... Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. So... Even some Asian tourists as well who had obviously traveled a long way at that sure. time of year to go there. Wow. Um, it was... Yeah, I was really surprised what we got. I think it was like an hour, an hour and a half cruise on the lake and we went down around to Lowood as well and back up. And it was beautiful. And I think we set off from Bowness on Windermere and it's just a really nice little cute village on the lake as well, which is very cool. Now, as you're going, does it does someone kind of narrate what you're seeing? A or little is it bit, more? yeah. Okay. Yeah, the That's the cool. captain was not that talkative on that day, unfortunately. <laughs> but he, he gave us an idea of where we were and what we were doing, yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. But it's mostly just for the pretty sure. scenery. Sure, for, the, the, for the views, yeah, yeah. Moving on from lakes to a little bit of, a little bit more adventurous, I guess. Um... When you're on the lakes, you're mostly on a boat cruise, most likely. But if you want to get out and about and get your steps in for the day, you can do a bit of hiking around the Lake District. 
Scaffold Peak is the highest peak in England and should be left to experienced hikers. The peak stands at 3,209 feet and offers great views of the Lake District. On a clear day, hikers can enjoy views of Scotland, Wales, Ireland and the Isle of Man, which is pretty impressive That's from cool. up that height. Yeah. Now I'm sure with a lot of these things, when you do get up that height, and I have not gotten up to that height, clouds will interfere and misty days will, will interfere and whatever. But if you get that clear, magical day... Could be, could be pretty sweet. Absolutely. Unfortunately, my brother climbed it recently, and I haven't actually talked to him about it, so I don't know whether he got a good view or not. But I know that it is in. But you in have April, siblings. Yes. <laughs> yes, I have siblings. That's a running joke. Um, all right. Well, you did not get yeah, a chance to talk either. to him. Hmm. No, I, I don't know why I never asked him. To be honest, he he always seems to be hiking somewhere, so I never, just never get around to asking him. If you do want to hike it, this is an all-day event, so be sure to come prepared with your backpack and your, you know, climbing spikes and your stick and your yeah. whatever else. Skiddo is a long and steep hike with its peak at 3,054 feet, which comes in a little bit under scaffold. This shouldn't keep travelers away as it offers an awesome outlook over Keswick and Derwent Water. No matter what your experience level is, there is some kind of hiking for everyone to enjoy in the Lake District. It is one of its strong points if you are the adventurous type, um, especially for the north of England. Yeah, and even if you're not, I think there's the beauty you can take in. There's, yeah. There's so much to it. People talk about hiking all the time as if it's something you have to specialize at, but hiking is just walking. It's right, not, right. <laughs> you, can decide your, a you can decide your own ability, even if it's just walking along the lake shore. We'll, we'll call that hiking. There it's you fine. go. Don't there worry you about go. it. Hello, this is Amy. Pardon the interruption, but I would like to ask you all to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and lots more. We would really appreciate your reviewing us on any and all of these, as that is the best way for new listeners to find us. Right now, we have a segment called Caitlin's Little Jack Horner, which is cocky rhyming slang for Caitlin's Corner. In this segment, we give Caitlin some slang, and she has to guess what the translation is to proper English. Today's slang is Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake, as in like the talk show host. As in the talk show host. You are also, not the father. Also, that's more Maury. Uh, that's, Maury yeah, Maury. yeah, or Jerry Springer. Yeah. Is he still around? I don't know. I know Steve Wilco's show is still on. Do you see? He was like the bouncer on Jerry Springer for a while, <laughs> and he got his own show from it, which is absolutely ridiculous and wow. American. Um, but yes, her name is also Lake, and we're talking about the Lake District, exactly. so we're very clever. Around oh yeah! Here. Oh, the most clever. Oh, the cleverness. Of All right, we'll you. be back to get the answer from you a little bit later. Ricky Lake. All right, okay. I'll think on that one. All right, so moving on to literary inspiration, one of my favorite things, I'm all about books. William Wordsworth fell... Nerd. <laughs> Sorry, I was a bit late with that. I have good taste. <laughs> I think that's that you, you misspoke, I like but that's books. okay. I, I could see almost pushing your glasses I up the bridge of your books. nose, except that you don't wear them. <laughs> My invisible glasses. William Wordsworth fell so in love with Dove Cottage in Grasmere while he was on a walking tour of the Lake District that he moved there just a few short months later. While he was living there, he produced some of the best and most well-known poems. Oh, that's so nice. Just inspiring 
art, life-inspiring art. I wandered lonely as a cloud yes. that floats on high. Yes, exactly. His famous poem, Daffodils, was written about the Lake District. Most likely, the place that Wordsworth is describing is between Patterdale and Galbarrow by Allswater. Today, you can go on a tour of Dove Cottage and see what the day-to-day life of William Wordsworth would have been like. Beatrix Potter, best known for writing Peter Rabbit, also lived in the Lake District at an idyllic farmhouse, Hilltop, in the small village of Near Sorry. Oh. Are you enjoying the place names that you have to it's read so today, cute. Caitlin? Yeah. It's the Dove. village of Near Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Like, and yeah. Old's Water and yeah. Cow Barrel, Patterdale. It's cute. It's cute. And it's Beatrix Potter, which is, you know, Peter Rabbit, cute already. The house that features directly in Jemima Puddle Duck, oh, adorable, and the kitchen garden can be recognized in Peter Rabbit. Beatrix Potter bequeathed the hilltop house to the National Trust under the condition that the house stays exactly as she had it. Visitors can go and explore the house and see just how she lived. This is a very popular tourist destination in the Lake District, so it is best to plan early and try to avoid going during peak hours. Peak hours. Peak hours. Beatrix Potter, Dove Cottage. You can even have them in the Lake District, I guess. Yeah. It's pretty busy around there. As I said, I was there like the lowest of low season and there was a ton of people on the lake cruise. So yeah, you can imagine what it's like in high summer, especially if you have to get... 19.17 million people in and out of there during the year, you know? It's just, they're just cute names, too. I just love them. Grassmere. Mere sorry. I just like, that's great, you know? Yeah, we're about to talk about a few more now with some picturesque spots that you can go to while you are in the Lake District. Since the Lake District is part of the Scenic Regions theme, we had to share the most picturesque spots in the area. As we have mentioned a little bit before, Grasmere is the beautiful village that is home to Dove or Dove Cottage, depending on whether you're me or Caitlin. <laughs> Aside from that, the village is filled with tea shops and stone cottages. Fairyland Cafe has an enchanting outdoor tea room with stunning views of Grasmere Lake. Caitlin, oh, no way. what have you got to say about Fairyland oh, Cafe? Oh, no way. Oh, no way. Oh, that's, that's, I just love it. I will say something about Northern England. Oh, I'm talking more about so Yorkshire giant. than the Lake District. We didn't spend as much time in the Lake District as I would have liked. But the little villages with the little tea shops are really, really cool. We had one of our, I think probably the best cup of tea I've had in, it was actually in Yorkshire, which is a little bit over from the Lake District, but it was so cute and charming and very, you know, English village. Those are words Joe does not utter. I know. (laughs) Majestic. (laughs) Um, It was just, it was really a nice place to be, but also the tea was delicious too. It was so perfect strength and... They just know how to make tea up there. It's they know what they're doing, unlike, huh? Unlike the Americans. <laughs> the ruins of Kendall Castle are located at the top of a steep hill, which offers visitors the chance to catch some great views of the city below while sitting and enjoying a nice picnic or a nice cup of tea again. As <laughs> Caitlin assumes that in basically everywhere in England, people are all sitting around drinking tea and saying cheerio to each other all yeah, the time. Having crumpets. Um, crumpets, yeah, that, that could happen too. Yes, yes. Kirkstone Pass is great for experienced drivers only. The villages in the Lake District are linked by tiny winding roads with stone walls. 
If you can handle the challenge, Kirkstone Pass is a gorgeous route that has a few pullover areas for photo ops. So make sure to take advantage of them. Get that Instagram game going. That's yeah. Right? That's a that'd be a pretty big deal there. Yeah. Um, make your friends jealous. Yeah, just don't. Just make sure you're able to drive, or you've got a reasonably small <laughs> car when you're doing so. Because I've been through. I haven't been on this particular pass, but I've been on some mountain passes okay. similar to that, and yeah, they can be pretty hairy when you're <laughs> when you're driving on them and you're not used to it. Tarn House was left to the National Trust by Beatrix Potter. This man-made expanse of water is one of the best spots in the lakes for gorgeous views of the natural landscape. Visitors can even take a circular walk around the area, which is lovely. Well, how about that? Yeah, Lake District is kind of exactly as you would imagine it, magic-wise or magical. I didn't talk about my lunch I had there yet. No, what, uh, I did, you I left everybody it. hanging. Yeah, I did leave everybody hanging. If you're still here, you're about to hear about it. It's not. Not worth the wait at all, but um, I had a delicious lunch while I was there. We went to what did you eat? some sort of a pork shoulder. Well, it like was great. Deal. I don't know what it was, but I liked it. It's a lunch from like eight months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember all the lunches I ate last week. So Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but I just remember it being very good. That was the main thing. Okay. We sat, we were after a reasonably long drive. I was doing the driving, of course. And... We were, we had the cruise a little bit later and we had a couple of hotel shore rounds to go to. So we stopped at one of the hotels and got lunch. Nice. And it was, we got some. on par, huh? We got some appetizers, I think, as well. And yeah. Appetizers make everything better. It was was quite phenomenal. It's the pregame before the meal, you know? Yes. It's great. Very important. Yeah, absolutely. It is time for our interview, and we're having a terrible run of luck at the moment, but Beatrix Potter uh, has actually gotten lost out in a field chasing Peter Rabbit and can't make it to interview today. But instead, we are going to chat with a native of the Lake District. Uh, Her name is Millie Foster from the Lake Distillery. And Caitlin is going to talk to her. Hello, Millie speaking. Hi, Millie. This is Caitlin from Crystal Travel and 50 Reasons Podcast. How are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, good. I'd like to welcome Millie Forster to the podcast today. She works at the Lakes Distillery, and she is the UK Trade Marketing and Events Manager. Millie, we're happy to have you with us today. Thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. (laughs) So let's just talk about um, the Lake District itself. What do you love about this area? Um, well, the Lake District is is one of a kind, really. Um, it's well known in, in the UK for being somewhere to, to holiday in. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not actually from the Lake District myself, but my family go over there at Christmas and we spend time together. And it's a place where we can all go meet up and enjoy the countryside, enjoy the pubs. Um, and just sort of spend that quality time together that we we don't get to anymore. So I think it's something, it's an area where people go to spend time with their family and also, like, I don't know, sort of explore, navigate the hills, the mountains. And for a lot of people, it has a great, so it's, it brings in a lot of generations. So I know that my grandparents used to go with their parents and, 
somewhere for me it's just somewhere where we've always gone as a family my auntie now mm. has a house over there so oh nice it's it's something that we all kind of keep close to our hearts and it is it's a beautiful part of the world um it rains absolutely lots, but then <laughs> it rains <laughs> lot everywhere else and sure it, it's gorgeous it just it's a it's a place like no other that's the only way i can describe it Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, working for a distillery must be really cool. I'm sure it's I'm sure there are definitely worse jobs than that out there, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. so yeah, I'm looking yeah. for a job. Yeah, definitely. So um, am I right that there aren't many distilleries in your area? Um, yeah. So we're with okay. a distillery in the Lake District. Um, and That's cool. At the moment, there's only a handful of distilleries producing whiskey in, in England. So, okay. um, obviously, Scotch whiskey is is a huge, huge sort of market, and everyone knows about Scotch whiskey. But the fact mm-hmm. that we're in England and we're producing our own single malt um, is is something that not many of the distilleries are doing. A lot of the distilleries are just producing gin um, okay. or, or rum now. Rum's becoming a bit more popular, but. Um, we're one of the only distilleries to be producing gin, vodka, and now a single malt whiskey. I see. Wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, can you describe the visitor experience for me? If someone you know is coming to you guys, what's their experience going to be like? Yeah, of course. Um, well, the distillery is um, it's based on a World Heritage site, so the buildings that we have have taken on and have. We've renovated them from Victorian cattle farms and kept oh, all wow. of the buildings. Yes, it, it's beautiful. It's it's full of history, the building. So um, they've, for years and years, they were cattle farm buildings and we've restored all of those buildings into the distillery. So mm. um, we've not built anything new. We, we can't because it's a World Heritage Site. We've just used what was there and created a distillery in those buildings so when you get to the distillery um from the park from the car park you walk down steps and you see the distillery in front of you um we had some amazing metal gates made that um look like the juniper bushes that you would find and they're a real piece of art that you walk through as you come into the distillery and we like to think as you go through the gates of Disneyland and you see these beautiful, amazing sort of, as, as you know you visited the attraction when you get to Disneyland, yeah. we tried to incorporate that into the gates. So you've got like art right in front of you as you walk in. Um, and the distillery has a tour. So the tour is an hour long um, okay. and you discover the history of the distillery so how what it looked like before to what it looks like now the history of gin whiskey and vodka within england um where we get our water from all of the sort of the the ingredients for the distillery and 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 ingredients for our alcohol itself um and then the guests walk through the working distillery so our distillery is 24 7 production so wow. no matter what time you go through, there'll be something being made in one of the stills. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yes. So normally, warm. <laughs> normally you can, I don't know, experience the sight, the smells, the heat, definitely, of the distillery. Um, <laughs> and that's always a really interesting experience. Something for the senses, definitely. Absolutely. Um, and then you go into the warehouse, which is actually 
full of our casks of whiskey that are sleeping and maturing at the moment. So then again, you walk into another room and and the smell of whiskey just takes over you and and you find out all about how we, well, our process of whiskey is modern. um, And and our whiskey maker, Davil, he has knows every single cask we own so he has a a document which tells him what which cask smells of what so if it's caramel if it's i don't know got spices if it's got sultanas anything like that he knows exactly what cask smells of what and from that that's how he's making the whiskey so So much detail you know so much thought goes into that that's that's incredible no definitely some some whiskey distilleries will do that and then let the the whiskey just sleep and, and, and let the maturation happen. But Davil actually goes into the detail of checking these casks frequently. So we he knows if, if it's maturing a bit too fast to put it in a larger cask or if it needs to be blended with another one of our single malt whiskies in another cask to get the right flavour profile. Um, okay. And, and you find out a lot about that within the, the warehouse side of the tour. Um, and then after, you get to sample our product so um you go into our tasting room and you'll have a tutored tasting of the lakes vodka the lakes gin and the okay. one so you you get everybody's all favorite part right yes <laughs> <laughs> of <laughs> course only comes for that bit <laughs> <laughs> very good very good um now i know you said the tours are an hour long are they self-guided do you do private tours so the tour, when you go on the tour, there is a tour guide with you um, okay. and they will walk you through the distillery and explain everything that's going on um, and, and and just if any questions have arise throughout, they're there to answer it. Sure. Um, uh, and we also have language cards in case we get any visitors from Spain, China, Germany. Okay. So we have that available as well. Perfect. Um, so you're ready for do, all of that. Yes, well, hopefully we're ready for most people. Um, and we do do private tours as well. Uh, they're okay. normally on request. But sure. I'm on the guests. Perfect, perfect. Um, and I heard that there's a bistro on site as well. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes, yeah, so the, the bistro um, at the distillery is, well, we've we've won awards for the food, for the service that we produce. Wow, that's awesome. We, our culinary director, um, he is from Newcastle and he has a hospitality group called 21 and he was the first Michelin Guide chef in the oh Northeast. Oh my gosh. Oh wow, so he's, that's awesome. He's, yes, he's a part of it and he's um, making sure that everything we do is spot on. We use local produce. Our menus change every couple of weeks, if not weekly, to make sure that everything that we're using is in season. And mm-hmm. um, so every time you visit, there could be a different menu and a different dish available. Wow, that's so cool. Always kind of mixing it up, too. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All nice. the time, yep. <laughs> nice, nice. Now I have to ask you, um, I'm sure you've had a few samples here and there, working there. <laughs> what Maybe. Is your, perhaps, you know. Uh, what's your favorite type of drink from the Lake Distillery? Um, so I... Um, well, I'm a gin drinker. Um, okay. I, I, I visited the distillery before I started working for the company. Um, nice. It was New Year's Day in 
16 it must have been and I was in the lit district for New Year um, and we all went to the distillery for New Year's Day lunch and I fell in love with the distillery straight away and I had I tried the Lakes Gin and I thought oh this is lovely and then (laughs) a year later I joined the company and we just brought out another gin which is our super premium gin and this is called the Lakes Gin Explorer and it's just delicious it's quite a herbal gin so okay um it's a bit different to a standard london dry gin that everyone will know of um but you've got flavors of black pepper orange peel earl grey so it's a bit different Mm, yeah and yeah that's definitely one of the best products (laughs) yeah i think gin oh totally i think gin is kind of I don't want to say making a comeback, but I think it's, I don't know if it ever went away, <laughs> but, but I think it's definitely like, you know, up on the, it's, it's one of the trendy drinks, at least from what I've heard and what, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people seem to be drinking these days. I think gin is definitely up there. Oh, so. definitely. Yeah. Well, the gin market okay. in the, in the UK alone has increased by the millions of pounds each year for the past couple wow. of years so wow. um, yeah it's something that people love I mean I was at a, I was working a gin festival last weekend the weekend before I was working a gin festival so there is demand for people to be going to these events and sampling loads of different companies gins okay um, and seeing what they like and I suppose everybody's gin is allowed to be different so depending on the botanical sure. people can mix it with a tonic a lemonade you know, the, the the options available for the flavoured gin or what you mix it with are endless. And people love being a part of that sort of chemistry of getting Absolutely. involved with it and, and making their own drinks. Absolutely. And there's so much you can do with it, like you said. You know, you can mm-hmm. mix it with different things and it's all about kind of making it your own. So that's great. Um, what would you say makes the Lake Distillery Whiskey special? Um, so I suppose it goes back to, to the the processes we use. Um, okay. Davil, who is our whiskey maker, he is an expert in, in this field. He is so knowledgeable about whiskey and it's amazing to sit and talk to him and listen to him and, and for him to tell tell you what he's up to at the moment. But um, he we do follow the Scottish whiskey regulations. So we are making a whiskey we, that it follows what they do because obviously that's such a well-known industry for whiskey. Sure, um, sure. So we started distilling the whiskey on the 16th of December 2014. That was when the first spirit was produced. And you okay. have to wait three years and a day before you can call it whiskey. So it has to be just wow. maturing for three years. So December last year in 2017, we finally had a whiskey. Um and we'd just been waiting for this day since before the, the distillery opened because we knew that this oh would be the gosh. sort of... Oh, my gosh. a lot of patience, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. So when I joined, we were close to having a whiskey. And then since I've been here, we've now got a single malt whiskey. Um, and okay. whiskey, the longer it matures and the longer it's in the cask, the, the, the more flavor profile you can get and the more mm. people believe it's a better quality because it's older so sure. we we've had to wait those three years and then throughout those years Davil has knows every single cask he knows the profile of every single cask and we have now as I say we've now got a single malt whiskey but these casks 
uh, maturing at a, a rate that Gavel's really proud of and he knows that they're going in the right direction. And, I mean, I've tried some of the spirit that's come out of the cask and it's mm-hmm. the flavour profile is just amazing. You get so much uh, and so much depth to it. Um, okay. The, the, the processes and Gavel's using and the care and attention to detail that we have, knowing what every cask is what's inside and that is one thing that sets us apart but also Davil has absolutely um yeah he, he's he's amazing and he's he's picks the casks so he has been over to Spain he has got the wood that he wants he's picked each tree oh, he wow. wants he's had oh my gosh made. yes wow he's been, he's been in that process completely from the wood being chopped to the wood being made That's into the cask really cool yeah, wow. so a lot of time and effort has gone into that the cask itself, making sure that yeah. we can get even the way that the casks are toasted inside. Gavel mm-hmm. picks the temperature, so we'll get the right caramel, the right smokiness, the right spice coming from the wood. Um, so much detail and planning for yes. something that is <laughs> so it's so wonderful, and yet you don't think about all of the steps that go into it, you know. No, exactly. I think that's that's the sort of that's something that I've learned from joining this company is yes. you don't realise how much effort goes into whiskey uh, and it, well, especially at the at the Lakes Distillery, we really put a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of care into what we're making. Um, sure. We've just released the first ever sort of mainstream product um, of our single malt. So this is the Lakes single malt. Um, and it's the first ever blend of English and Scotch malt whiskey. Um, okay. So we've used our own English single malt and then blended it with Scotch single malt whiskey. Ooh. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, it, it's delicious. But we've and it's called Steel <laughs> Bonnets, and it's all about the history of the Scotch and the English borders in the 17th uh-huh. century. So we've taken a, a historic story. Um, and that these borders used to fight against each other and rob against each other because they didn't know which country they were part of. Their sure. allegiance wasn't to the king of the kingdom. It was to their families. So they fought against other clans, as they were called, to make sure they could carry okay. on living and, and, and get on with life. So yeah. the whiskey, is even the taste of the whiskey portrays this. You've got this smooth caramel flavour at the beginning and then when you've when you finish the drink you've got the smokiness hitting as if there's calm before the storm and then there's fire wow. and fire and you get the smoke. Um and, and Davil is such a genius at what he does. He's able to create a whiskey that you have a flavour profile in your mouth and the story follows that. Absolutely. Um, and, That's and, so and symbolic say, too. Yes, oh definitely. It, it's 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 amazing. It's an amazing story. It's an amazing whiskey and to know that he can do that with our three-year-old whiskey it's exciting to see what will come in the next five years 10 years 20 years when this detail has has been like I don't know the processes have been done for such a long time absolutely wow oh my goodness 
<laughs> well, thank you so much for all of your information. It's been amazing to hear about. I mean, you know, you, you think about a drink or whatever and, it, and, oh, you know, it tastes good, whatever. But it's so, so much more meaningful to hear the stories behind it. And I'm sure to go and visit this distillery, you know, makes it that much more meaningful and and relevant and everything. So it mm-hmm. sounds like an amazing Definitely. place for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Next time you're in the UK, you should pop in. <laughs> yes, please. Count me in. Count me in. Uh, my last question for you today is, what is your favorite reason to visit Britain? Um, so I would say my favorite reason to visit Britain is we have so much history and so much culture that it, it, it's amazing that you can go to any city, any town, any village in Britain mm-hmm. and you could find out so much about what's happened there in, in, in the past years. We, we are countries of rich history um, and anywhere you go you can find out something that you never expected. Um, the weather Absolutely. is never, ever, well, you can never rely on the weather to be good. that's what makes it Britain that's what makes us British and we I don't know it's a place that is like no other because we're an island by ourselves well a a sort of group a group of countries but we're we're an island in a sense we have grown a lot and we've become something of a of a of a nature not like any other so no matter where you go in Britain you'll always find something interesting you'll always learn something and we have Absolutely. good food. <laughs> yes, can't beat that, right? No, no. <laughs> and good drinks. <laughs> well, yes, exactly. We produce yes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Millie Forster, it's been a pleasure having you with us today. Um, thank you so much again for your time, for chatting with us, and um, we will have to pop on over and, and pay you a visit one of these days, all right? Definitely. It would be great to see you. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. That was another great interview with another excellent Lake District resident. Yes. Speaking of lakes, as we have been all day, Ricky Lake, Caitlin. What is that Cockney rhyming slang for? So it is Cockney rhyming slang. It sure is. So in other words, it does rhyme with something, right? Because I know some, in, some so of these... as all Cockney rhyming slang rhymes. Right, yes. right. Rhyme yes. in quotations. Rhyme. Yes. Uh, Ricky Lake. I don't know. I just think like Ricky Rickety, and I know that doesn't rhyme. It just kind of sounds similar, but it's not the same thing. I'm trying to talk I, this out. I, I can, yeah, no, absolutely. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> Context clues. The, the <laughs> fights on the Jerry Springer show are so Ricky Lake. I just confused her there by yeah. using another yeah. similar show, which yeah. is better. Uh, I don't know, like aggressive, dangerous, high tide. Do any of them rhyme with Ricky or Lake? No, Joe. <laughs> no, they do not. Uh, Ricky Lake. It's usually the second word that actually Lake. has. Okay. Okay. Thank part. you. Thank you. Um, Lake. Flake. Bake. We're not we're not a baking podcast episode though. Rake. Steak. Fifth guess. Fifth time lucky. Ricky Lake. Wide awake. That's all I got. 
I know. The, fight, the fights on Jerry Springer are so <laughs> wide awake. Oh my God. Fake. Fake is the word. No way. Fake. You said flake and then you moved on. Because, I, yeah. Okay. There's, yes. okay. Yes. Fine. Fake. Okay. Okay. So we got you this week. You Good did. job, Amy. So far, so I'm, so far I'm 50-50 now. I've gotten if, to. If you say so. Yeah. Oh, um, I believe I say so and the <laughs> listeners say so because um, we have proof. Um, okay, that's fair. We never talked Ricky about Lake. we never talked about a BuzzFeed quiz this week. We did not, but I think it's about time we did. Did you take a BuzzFeed quiz this week? I did take a BuzzFeed quiz. Was it the same one as I took? I have a feeling it was because you sent me a BuzzFeed quiz and said, Caitlin, you should take this BuzzFeed quiz. We don't have a BuzzFeed quiz for this episode. There is none. Joe Googles BuzzFeed quizzes and found three. So, so I guess I, I'm good at googling BuzzFeed. Apparently, now. apparently so. It's a point um, of almost. I was <laughs> I was googling Lake District BuzzFeed quiz. I did find some quizzes like what area of England best represents your personality and stuff, but it could have been anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, in fairness, yes, you found a better quiz than I did. So it was what percent northern are you? Yes, as in Northern England, not yes. just Northern Northern. Mm-hmm. Um, shall I go first? Yeah. I got 21%. That does not surprise me. Yeah, well, thanks. Uh, you're a tiny bit Northern, but definitely not enough to call yourself a Northerner. You have a few Northern traits and might understand how great a big bowl of chips, cheese, and gravy is if you're not a vegetarian. I'm not, sidebar. You may have visited some of the North's most beautiful cities and you appreciate the area without actually being from there. I'll take it. How about you? 38. Wow. Still didn't quite pass. In Ireland, a pass is 40%. I'm not sure what it is here. Oh, uh, uh, like did, seven? Yeah, probably. And is 65. Yeah. And I've got a bit of northern in me, even if you aren't actually from the north. You might have spent a bit of time living up there, which is a testament to how, how much I got done up there while I was there. And definitely appreciate some of the finer things the region has to offer, etc., etc. I won. That's the main thing. You won. It's a contest. It is now. We both want if, to be If Northern. I win, then it's a contest. If oh, I don't, oh, oh. Then if it's you just don't, a then it's just, yeah. it's just a data quiz. Makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Next, we have Britain Unwritten. The tallest single drop waterfall in the Lake District with a height of 170 feet is Scale Force across Crummock from Rannerdale. The secret valley of Rannerdale is fabled to be home to a battle. It's said that local settlers and Norsemen resisted invasion from the Normans, so they lured them all into the valley and slaughtered them. Classic medieval Classic stuff. Classic there. In April and May, the area is covered in bluebells, and legend has it that is because of all the blood spilt. Wow. Nice. We go from Beatrix Potter and, you know, bunnies and, and all kinds of cute things, and now we're talking about blood spilt and bloodshed and yeah, bluebells. Yeah. Could all right. For something, I guess, couldn't it? I guess so. I mm. mean, yeah, sure, sure. Why not? Why not? All right, it's my turn to anchor the tour for the reason this week. Yes. And the tour I have chosen is a chauffeur drive tour of all of England, believe it or not. Chauffeur tours for us have become very popular in recent years for people who do not want to drive or who have been to, you know, Ireland and Scotland already, let's say, and they just they, they want to be able to sit back and relax and be 
still have the reins and be told or to tell somebody where they want to go, but without having a set schedule all the time. You know, they want to be able to deviate and they want to have some stuff planned, but they want to be able to go. Chauffeur tours are a little more expensive depending on uh, how many people are in the party usually, but it is, it's a phenomenal way to see the country. So this one starts off in London and you spend three nights in London. We think that three nights in London is probably enough to be able to see enough of the city. If it's your first time there, you'll get... It takes... Honestly, there's so much to do in that city. You could could spend a week there and still not see everything, but it's good enough for a taste, especially if you're landing in and you have basically two full days then to to do what you want along with some kind of half days as well. From London, you will then get picked up by your driver... And you'll go through Oxford, Warwick Castle, and on to York. You may or may not have time to stop. Uh, You'll definitely have time to stop in Oxford for a little while. But whether you have time for a tour of Oxford Castle, it's hard to know. And then you get to York, where you're going to spend two nights. Now, I really liked York last time. We're going to talk about York in the future, so I won't get into it. You go up the coast of Northumberland to Sea Houses, which is a small little village. Important to note, this is the only one-night stay you have on the itinerary, which is cool, because... A lot of the time when you're trying to see so much of an area, it's uh, way too much. And you're, you right. end up spending one night, one night, one night, and you're living out of your suitcase. We tried to make it not be the case here. Um, which yeah, it's no fun good. when you're picking up and going yeah. all over. Exactly. Head up mm-hmm. to the Scottish borders and back down where you'll stay in Windermere in the Lake District for two nights. And you will see all of the wonderful stuff that we have already spoken about. Head down to Bath in Southern England. I have a feeling we'll talk about Bath a little bit more in the future. And then you have a three-night stay at a fabulous five-star castle in Devon, which, again, we're going to talk about in the future, so I don't want to give everything away on this. But it is a phenomenal, phenomenal way to end a trip, and we may even use this tour again. Ooh, a lot of foreshadowing in that tour. It is. It's an an awesome tour. I spent spent some time putting it together, and I really like it. So Great. Nice. Very good. Very good. All right, I think it's time for one of my very favorite segments ever. So, so favorite that you're going to introduce it yourself. <laughs> um, yes, it you are is. welcome. To it is it. time for Caitlin Cares, which is Caitlin's cute animal reaction excitement segment. And the sheer fact that we even talk about the segment, she starts getting excited, which is a little bit ridiculous. Do a little dance. It's all right. What, uh, what type of animal do you think you're going to see today? Well, we're talking about lakes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it a fish? Nope. I don't think fish are that cute, so sorry if you picked a fish. I'll still... Quick, quick, Andy, get another one. <laughs> I don't know, maybe like an otter or something? <gasps> oh my god. It is, in fact, an otter. Hi, <laughs> little baby. Oh. We might show you two today, just because... What's your name? Gosh. He looks like a little baby otter, right? Like he's he's definitely not. Oh, old. he's definitely a baby. Yeah, he's not he a needs, grandfather. Or he needs like he's a little around. bonnet. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's so yeah, cute. I could I could see that. I suppose. Could yeah. you see a bonnet? A little bit, yeah. An otter with a bonnet. Oh. Yeah. What do you think he does all day? I don't know. I mean, he just swims around with his little otter friends. Oh, actually, I have a good one so for you. You know circles? how I you know how I kind of ruined that ass Caitlin cares. I can't even remember. Yeah, uh, you said, said the dog died. died. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was it. Otters are kind of jerks. Why? Male otters have a territory they... of like 21 miles a lot. Yeah. They own that territory. And no way. Chances are if you see a male otter, that's the only one you're going to see for 21 miles. Wow. So. Oh, well, 
he's they, not that way. He probably will no, get that way. No, he's a sweetheart, <laughs> and he's not going to do that. He's going to break the mold. Yeah, he's going to be a different daughter. He's a little okay. baby. He doesn't even know. He doesn't know. How about that one? Does he look happy? Wait, I can't tell. There's two of them, right? There's two heads there. Oh, there is. Oh, yeah. see, I didn't even know that. You know otters hold hands when they're, like, asleep and stuff? Look at that. They're cuddling. It looks like one of them is saving the other one from drowning, to be quite honest. <laughs> well, it's a very nice thing to do. It is. It's also, yes, saving He's an otter's hero. life is, is very good. <laughs> He's a hero otter. He is. He's he like is. the equivalent to their Superman, you know? That's what he is. Fair enough. Oh, maybe that's the mom and the dad of the baby. Did, did you enjoy Caitlin Cares this week? I completely enjoyed it. I hope everybody else did as much as I do. Yeah? Sure. That's all I got. <laughs> baby otters! Oh! Thanks, guys. Thanks for my fun moment. All right. Well, I guess it's time to wrap this episode up. It's been swell, wouldn't you say, Joe? Is that a pun on waves and tides and stuff? Swell. Yeah, and the puns are only going to continue. This episode has been fresh to depth, but we are all out of time. Our next episode on Devon and Cornwall will be Trout of This World, coming out on August 21st. Before you go swimming away, we want to remind you that if you haven't already subscribed, rated, and reviewed us on Apple Podcast, then what are you doing? It's about time. Isn't that great? My, that my great? favorite pun was Trout of This World, to be quite honest. They're all good, though. Yeah, they're all absolutely. good. They're, they're all punny. Anywho, <laughs> All right, guys. cheers and good luck. Cheerio.